The Tale of Two Bad Mice and Johnny Town Mouse. Once upon a time, there was a very beautiful dollhouse. It was red brick with white windows, and it had a front door and a chimney. It belonged to two dolls called Lucinda and Jane. Jane was the cook, but she never did any cooking because the dinner had been bought ready-made in a box full of shavings. One morning, Lucinda and Jane went out for a drive in the doll's wagon. There was no one in the nursery, and it was very quiet. Presently, there was a little scratching noise in the corner where there was a mouse hole under the skirting board. Tom Thumb put out his head. A minute afterwards, Munka Munka, his wife, put her head out too. When they saw that there was no one in the nursery, they went cautiously across the hearth rug. Hunka Munka pushed at the front door. It was not locked. Let's have a look inside, she said. Tom Thumb and Hunka Munka went upstairs and peeped into the dining room. Such a lovely dinner was laid out upon the table. There were tin spoons and lead knives and forks and two doll- dolly carts, dolly chairs, all ready for us, said Tom Thumb. Tom Thumb set to work at once to carve the ham, but the knife crumbled up and hurt him. He put his finger in his mouth. It's not cooked enough. It's hard. You have a try, Hunkamunka. Hunkamunka stood up in her chair and chopped at the ham with another lead knife. The ham broke off of the plate with a jerk and rolled under the table. Let it alone, said Tom Thumb. Give me some fish, Hunkamunka. Hunkamunka tried every tin spoon in turn. The fish was glued to the dish. Then Tom Thumb lost his temper. He put the ham in the middle of the floor and hit it with the tongs. And with the shovel, bang, bang, smash, smash, the ham flew all into pieces. Underneath the shiny paint, it was made of nothing but plaster. It's no good. You can't eat it, said Hunkamunka. Then there was no end to the rage and disappointment of Tom Thumb and Hunkamunka. They broke up the pudding, the lobster, the pears, and the oranges. As the fish would not come off the plate, they put it into the red-hot, crinkly paper fire in the kitchen, but it would not burn either. Tom Thumb went up to the chimney and looked out at the top. There was no soot. Hunkamunka found some tiny cans upon the dresser, labeled rice, coffee, sago, but there was nothing inside except red and blue beads. Then the mice went into the doll's bedroom. Tom threw Jane's clothes out the window. Hunkamunka bounced on the bed. After pulling half the feathers out of Lucinda's pillow, she remembered that she herself needed a feather bed. Let's take this bed back to our place, she said. They carried the bed downstairs and across the hearth rug. I hope this will be worth all this work, said Tom Thumb. It was difficult to squeeze the bed into the mouse hole, 
but they managed it somehow. There, that's lovely, said Hunkamunka. Now, let's go back and see what else will be useful. They went back and fetched a chair, a bookcase, a bird cage, and several small odds and ends. The bookcase and the bird cage would not go into the mouse hole. Hunkamunka left them behind, behind the coal box, and went to fetch a cradle. This will be fine for my babies, she said. Hunkamunka was just returning with another chair when suddenly there was a noise of talking outside upon the landing. The mice rushed back to their hole and the dolls came into the nursery. What a sight met the eyes of Jane and Lucinda. What has happened? asked the little girl who owned the dollhouse. It must be mice, said the nurse. The bookcase and birdcage were rescued from under the coal box, but Hunkamunka was, has got the cradle and some of Lucinda's clothes. She also has some useful pots and pans and several other things. The little girl said, I will get a policeman doll, but the mur- nurse said, I will set a mouse trap." Hunkamunka and Tom Thumb were not the only mice causing trouble that day. When the cook opened the vegetable hamper, out sprang a terrified Timmy Willie. A mouse! A mouse! Call the cat! screamed the cook. But Timmy Willie did not wait for the cat. He rushed along the skirting board till he came to a little hole and in he popped. He dropped half a foot and crashed into the middle of a mouse dinner party breaking three glasses. Who in the world is this? inquired Johnny Town Mouse. But after the first exclamation of surprise, he instantly recovered his manners. He introduced Timmy to nine other mice, all with long tails and white neckties. The dinner was of eight courses, not much of anything, but truly elegant. Timmy was very anxious to behave with good manners. But the continual noise upstairs made him so nervous that he dropped a plate. Never mind, they don't belong to us, said Johnny. How did you come here, he asked. I'm from the country, said Timmy Willie. He explained how he had seen the hamper by the garden gate and climbed in. After eating some peas, he had fallen fast asleep. He awoke in a fright while the vegetable hamper was lifted into the carrier's cart. Then there was a jolting and a clattering of horses' feet. Timmy Willie trembled amongst the jumble of vegetables. At last, the cart stopped at a house, and the hamper was carried in and set down. The cook lifted the hamper lid and screamed at the sight of poor Timmy Willie. Then I fell in here, finished Timmy, and you are most welcome, said Johnny Town Mouse. Timmy Willie felt quite faint. Would you like to go to bed, said Johnny. I will show you a most comfortable sofa pillow. It is the best bed, and I keep it exclusively for visitors, said Johnny. But the sofa smelt of cat. Timmy Willie preferred to spend a miserable night under the fender. Oh dear, oh dear, he sighed. I wish I was at home. The next thing... Day, things were no better for Timmy Willie. 
He could not eat the food, and the noise prevented him from sleeping. In a few days, he grew so thin that Johnny Town Mouse questioned him. Are you ill? Oh, no, replied Timmy. But I do so miss my peaceful sunny bank and my friends, Cock Robin. Well, said Johnny Town Mouse, it may be that your teeth and digestion are unaccustomed to our food. Perhaps it might be wiser for you to return the way you came, in the hamper, to your own home in the country. Oh, oh, cried Timmy. Why, of course. Did you not know that the hamper goes back empty on Saturdays? Said Johnny rather huffily. So Timmy Willie said goodbye to his new friends and hid in the hamper with a crumb of cake. After much jolting, he was set down safely in his own garden. How good to be back, said Timmy in delight. Sometimes on Saturdays, he went to look at the hamper lying by the gate, but he knew better than to get in again, and nobody got out, though Johnny Tom Town Mouse had half promised a visit. Timmy Willie slept through the winter, and the sun came out again in spring. Timmy Willie had nearly forgotten his visit to the town when up the sandy path, all spick and span, with a brown leather bag came Johnny Town Mouse. Timmy Willie received him with open arms. You have come at the best of times. We will have herb pudding and sit in the sun. Hmm, it is a little damp, said Johnny Town Mouse. How are Tom Thumb and I'll all our friends asked timmy johnny explained that the family had gone to the seaside the cook was doing spring cleaning with particular instructions to clear out the mice there were four kittens and the cat had killed the canary tom thumb has told the small mice all about the trap and hunka munka has become quite good friends with the policeman doll although he never says anything and always looks quite stern, said Johnny. What is that fearful noise, asked Johnny Town Mouse. Oh, that's only a cow, said Timmy. I will go and beg a little milk. They were just setting off down the path when Cock Robin flew down. Hide, shouted Johnny in fright. It's only my friend Cock Robin saying hello. Come along, Johnny. We haven't got all day. Ever is that fearful racket, said Johnny Mouse. Johnny Town Mouse, that's only the lawnmower, said Timmy. Now we can fetch some fresh grass clippings to make up your bed. Johnny waited while Timmy went to fetch the milk and the fresh grass. When he returned, it began to rain. Oh, my tail is getting all wet, complained Johnny. It's only a spring shower. Here, take this leaf and hold it over your head like this said Timmy. The way rain will brighten up the flowers. Come along, Johnny. I am sure you will never want to live in town again, said Timmy Willie to Johnny Town Mouse. But he did. He went back in the very next hamper of vegetables. He said it was too quiet. Johnny got back safely to his own townhouse and his old friends. As for the two bad mice, they were not so very naughty after all, because Tom Thumb paid for everything he broke. He found a crooked sixpence under the hearth rug, and upon Christmas Eve, he and Hunkamunka stuffed it into one of the stockings of Lucinda and Jane. 
and very early every morning, Hunkamunka comes with her dustpan and broom to sweep the dolly's house. But Timmy Willie stays in the country, and he never went to town again. One place suits one person, another place suits another person. For my part, I prefer to live in the country like Timmy Willie. The End